0: Amen. So Wendy's going to come and read to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Thanks, Wendy.
1: Oh, good morning. The reading for this morning is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 11. Now about the spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I tell tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in every one. Now to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous power, to, other, to another um, miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still <coughs> another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as he determines. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: So good morning again, everyone. Uh, Normally I start by adding my welcome to you, but you've already seen a bit of me this morning. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be doing quite as much in this service, but uh, COVID is still here with us and isolation's last minute and all that. Uh, But yes, if I haven't met you before, my name is Aidan and I'm the curate here at Christchurch. Uh, and a special welcome to you especially if you're visiting or you haven't been for a while Uh, it's great to be together and worship together with you. As most of you will probably be aware uh, but just in case you're visiting uh, we are currently in what the Church of England calls an interregnum uh, which is a posh word meaning we don't have a vicar. (laughs) Our our previous vicar Joe uh, retired in the summer And we are advertising uh, the role at the moment uh, and our wonderfully and prayerfully put together parish profile or job description uh, has been distributed uh, in various places. And and potential vicars will be thinking and praying uh, this month about whether they should apply and and putting their applications together. And thank you so much to everyone who is praying at the moment. Thank you so much uh, for continuing to pray through this process. In the meantime, we're here, I'm part of a, a team with Paul, who's our associate vicar, and we've got Anita, uh, who as well as writing songs is our discipleship, uh, kind of head of discipleship, lay pastor. And we have a wider team, of course, with our wardens and volunteers and staff, and many, many, many people here that I'm looking at as well with the PCC. Um, together we form one team uh, that is kind of leading Christchurch through uh, this kind of time. And, and of course... Uh, Well, I say of course. In my opinion, I think we're doing all right. (laughs) I don't want to blow our own trumpet, but I think we're doing okay. Uh, I've walked with various churches through times of interregnum uh, before, and and, and I can honestly say I think we're doing an okay job. And I think the reason why we're doing quite well is because of the wonderful variety of gifts and abilities that we have within our team. You know, there's people with different uh, gifts and, and makeups and spiritual gifts as well, and we're using them to serve God. Uh, for example, Anisa, as we've seen, is so creative, isn't she? And not only passionate about what she does, but she is so creative, and she she inspires creativity in the rest of us. Paul is a wonderful leader, uh, kind of keeping us all on track in many ways when others would try to distract us. Uh, You know, various things, and you know, Paul was great in inspiring leadership in others, you know, with his young leaders at Hazelmere as well, and just the amount of work and stuff, and we've got, you know, various other people I can mention. Maggie, you know, our church warden, who I think we all agree, the, the building would have probably fallen down twice without her Uh, we all have a variety of different gifts too many to mention and and thank you so much uh, for everyone who gives so much energy to this church and the life of this church and its mission Uh, but more than just thanking you this morning I wanted to start with this because uh, last week we celebrated all the various things that happened at Christchurch happened in Christchurch and invited you to be uh, to be more part of the story here uh, if you're not And we thought about our practical gifts and how we can use them. And then this week, the Church of England kind of assigned reading for the week is 1 Corinthians 12. And this passage on spiritual gifts. And so this morning, I want to think us how can we be using our spiritual gifts in the church as well as our practical gifts. And and it's probably wrong to separate the two, if I'm honest. Because quite a lot of the spiritual gifts described in the New Testament are actually quite practical. Uh, And and there's a lot of crossover, and I'll kind of talk about that a bit more later. But I want to focus this morning on spiritual gifts and ask kind of three questions. Firstly, what are spiritual gifts? Uh, What what actually are they? Secondly, do we know what our spiritual gifts are? Do you know what your spiritual gifts are? And then finally, uh, what would it look like if we were using our spiritual gifts more. How can we use our spiritual gifts more in the life of the church to build one another up? So, what are spiritual gifts? Probably a good place to start, if I'm honest. They're, well, they're mentioned throughout the New Testament. Paul, in particular, writes a lot about them. Uh, but 1 Corinthians 12 is a really good description of them. And, uh, and through this, I got this kind of definition that spiritual gifts are those special God-empowered abilities that God gives to each follower of Jesus Christ in order to equip, equip and serve him. So spiritual gifts are those special God-empowered abilities that God gives to each follower of Christ in order to equip them and to serve him. So they are gifts for all Christians. And just as with all God's grace, we don't do anything to earn it, they are gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit. And what we need to remember is that these gifts do come from the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that lives in us, the Spirit that, that Jesus calls the Helper. The presence of God that lives in, within the lives of every Christian. Earlier in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul describes us as temples of the Holy Spirit. And that's not a, lot, a kind of like, hey, look at this temple uh, kind of thing. No, no, temple as in a temple where God resides. In the Old Testament, uh, you know, they, they had the literal temple, the building uh, which had within it a space called the Holy of Holies where God's presence dwelt. And it was such a holy, holy place. And once a year, the high priest could go in there and interact and and bring to God the sins of of the people of Israel. And that was that was that thing. But after Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, that separation, that kind of space where God uh, dwelt, was was broken out. God broke out of that one space and went into the lives of all of us by His Holy Spirit. He is with each and every one of us. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. Now I love this building, I really do. And I love churches, I like going to churches and seeing uh, the wonderful craftsmanship in churches. But I struggle when I hear that, when someone says, oh, this is the house of God. Because if I'm honest, right, this is hard with a microphone. Right now I'm looking at a wonderful building. Right now I'm looking at a wonderful building, beautifully made, dedicated to God. Right now, I am looking at the house of God, the house of the Lord. He, his presence resides in each and every one of us. His spirit is with us. Our relationship with God doesn't start when we die, but it starts now. His presence in with us. And, and we thought a lot about side effects over the last year. And I believe that one of the side effects of having God with us is that we get spiritual giftings. We, we receive gifts from him. And there are, all, there are all sorts of spiritual gifts. Throughout the New Testament, Paul describes a whole list of them. And there's probably more that he doesn't even get put in there. But in 1 Corinthians 12, he describes a variety of them. Uh, and, uh, and some of them are perhaps more obviously spiritual, like healing, the gift of healing, gift of miraculous powers, prophecy, speaking in tongues. We can think of these quite clearly as spiritual gifts. But others, I think he describes, are more practical such as wisdom, the gift of service. Elsewhere in his writings he describes administration, a gift I do not have, a gift of administration or teaching or giving or encouragement. These are all spiritual gifts. And some of these gifts strike me as quite flashy and big. Sometimes they can be you know, seen quite uh, you know, out there. But one of my favorite gifts uh, that I've seen in the work of lives around me is the gift of faith. The spiritual gift of faith that he described in verse 9 of our reading. And that's much more subtle, I believe, but can be hugely impactful in the church. So we have gifts from the Holy Spirit that lives in us. There are all different, different kinds of gifts. And then the third thing I want us to pay attention to as we think about what they are is that they are given for the building up of God's church verse 7 of our reading said now to each one the gift of the spirit is given for the common good for the common good but good because we are individual christians we are loved by a god we are each temples of the holy spirit but actually the gifts are given to us to benefit the whole that this understanding of community underpins everything that paul is writing about here and actually underpins the whole of this section of 1 Corinthians. To be honest, it's the main message in all of uh, the letter of Corinthians. Remember, the Corin- 1 Corinthians was written to a church in disarray. They were following different leaders. They were following different teachings. They weren't sure, should we go this way, should we go that way? Some of them were kind of rejecting other bits of teaching. And, and actually, Paul is saying, actually, no, don't be separate. You need to be united he finishes our reading stopped in verse 11, but verse 12, after he's written about all of these spiritual gifts, says this Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So we all have our wonderful giftings that are different, our own personalities, our characteristics, our own relationships with God, but when we come together, we are one body made up of many parts with many different gifts. And so, and he goes on uh, throughout his letter, he encourages the Corinthian church to live for one another, and then we have 1 Corinthians 13, which, surprise, surprise, was not written about weddings. It was written about the community of faith. It was written about the community of God and how we can love one another uh, and, and how we should love, love one another and what love is about. And so this is what our spiritual gifts are for. They are for the building up and equipping of one another and so, hopefully we understand what spiritual gifts are and we're on some kind, of, some kind of track. But just before I finish, I wanted to answer those two other questions. What are my spiritual gifts? What are our spiritual gifts? How do we find out what our gifts are? Now, I look, at, look out in, in the church and I see many Christians who've had a longer relationship with God than I have. And you're probably sitting there going, yes, I know what my spiritual gifts are, thank you. Uh, also, you know, and this is kind of going along with what you've already thought. And that's brilliant and that's wonderful. Uh, Some of us, actually, we may be kind of thinking, you know, kind of going down this thinking, but it might not take us that long, really, to work out what our spiritual gifts are. It might be stuff where, you know, we we recognize we have abilities and characteristics, but we might not recognize them as spiritual. And actually, it's not going to take too long to read through some of the words of Paul, read through the New Testament and go, actually, I do recognize that gift in my life. But alternatively, there might be some of you who actually, you don't really think about this too much. You've never really thought about what are my spiritual gifts. Uh, You may have never read these parts of Paul's letters before. And if that's you, then I want to really encourage you this week to spend some time reflecting and praying and spend some time with God thinking, you know, what are my spiritual gifts? Because he will have given you gifts. He will be giving you gifts. In, in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, just a, just a couple of chapters after our reading, Paul says that we are to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And so this week, I want to encourage us to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. In fact, for the rest of our lives, let's eagerly desire them. Seek God and ask them for his gifts. We are to eagerly desire them from God, who is the source of all goodness. And they are good for us and those around us. And one way I thought we could you know, a kind of tool to help you as you kind of reflect with this. I've got a form here produced by CPAS, CPAS um, and I've kind of adapted it to a shorter two-page form. Um, I've got a bunch of them at the back uh, that you can take with you. Uh, if Or they're on our website this morning. If you go to our website and look at the latest news, part you'll find a link to this form a kind of longer version of this form that and on the form it kind of describes the various different gifts a bit about them where you can find them in the bible and then gives you a space to think actually do i have this gift is this gift something that god has given me is it yes or no or maybe but also there's a a extra, uh, extra column that says others and others being sometimes it's easier to spot gifts in other people than it is in ourselves And I think it would be wonderful for us as a church, as we think about the spiritual gifts this morning and this week, to think, who do I know has a spiritual gift of evangelism? Who do I know has a spiritual gift of administration that I can encourage and go to them and say, I really see God at work in your life through that gift. It might help them discern and work out what their spiritual gifts are as well. So do use those forms, they're at the back, take them home with you, think and pray over them this week. Uh, we do it all in community. I think it's really important to, to work out what our gifts are in community uh, for another reason. Because obviously if I was to go, right, I think I'm a prophet, listen everyone, this is the words of God you will obey. It's probably not the best way to exist in a church because we'd end up, yeah, and I don't know what, how many, if you had a lot of people doing that, I don't know how that would go. What we have to do is discern these gifts together. We have to, if someone's, if you feel maybe you have a call to be a prophet or a gifting around prophecy or whatever it is, uh, to go to someone and say, actually, I think maybe God might be calling me to this. What do you think? Or if someone comes up to you before you've even thought it and says, I think God might be calling you to this, that will just, it just, it makes the community aspect really, really central to these gifts. So finally, what, how do we use these gifts? How do we express them? How do we, how do we uh, release one another? to use our giftings. Well, I think we're brilliant at Christchurch. As I said at the start, I think we are wonderful and using our different talents and abilities to do various things. But sometimes I think we can lose the spiritual nature of them. Sometimes we're not the best at using our spiritual giftings in all circumstances. I think we, as a staff team, I think we can do this, and I think that's probably uh, reflective of the wider church. And that's not an over massive criticism because I don't think we're unique in this, especially in the Church of England. You know, I don't want to be too critical of the Church of England, but sometimes I think we can be quite a busy church. We've got a big parish that we've got to be serving and doing things for. And sometimes we can lose that actually we all have spiritual gifts and we can use, uh, rather than just being busy in our activities, God's spirit is at work in things and lose the supernatural uh, presence of God sometimes in places. I think we have a lot to learn from our Pentecostal and uh, non-denominational brothers and sisters. We can learn from them in this. and We have a lot to learn, but there is lots of learning available. So do speak to Christians beyond Christchurch. Uh, but I do utterly affirm and believe that we all have spiritual gifts from God. They are an inevitable part of having a relationship with God. And I think my lived experience is clear that, that we can live out these gifts uh, you know, I've seen it in my life, I've seen it in the Bible, uh, and I just want to give one example. My, I said earlier, my favourite, um, one of my favorite gifts that I've seen that I don't have, really, uh, is the spiritual gift of faith. Now, of course, we all have faith. As, as Christians, uh, we cannot follow Jesus without some level of faith, be it faith as small as a mustard seed. And we know how powerful that is. But, but the spiritual gift of faith is powerful in encouraging others. You know, I remember when I was a student pastor, when I was a student pastor, I had one of my students, and she'd, her family had gone through, they'd gone through the mill of it. Her dad had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. He'd been given one year to live, and uh, he lived for more, more than eight years after this, and it was a really precious time for them. But, but throughout that experience, her faith was just incredible. She just trusted God somehow. It was a gift It was in a way that I can only describe as a gift. She found the ability to trust God in a way that I don't think I could necessarily. But her her faith inspired my faith. It built up my faith. I was supposed to be the pastor, but I was the one being pastored through her conversations. And I think that's the way spiritual gifts work. They work in our lives, but they affect the lives of those around us. And that's one example. We could talk forever on this. There's there's a whole sermon series. There's a whole year worth of, there's a whole life worth of thoughts around this to go down. But I just want to encourage us. You know, last week we thought about our practical gifts and how we use them. But I want to invite us to discover and use our spiritual gifts as well. Seek to use them to serve and build up God's church in faith. Imagine what that would look like if if we were all doing that more and more and more. I can't, as I think about it, I can't help but get excited. Amen? <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop now and I'm just gonna pray for us. Is that okay? Should we pray? Father God, thank you so much that you are here with us. You live in us. Your Holy Spirit is with us. Lord, help us to become more aware of your presence in our lives. Help us to become more aware of your Holy Spirit uh, in us giving us gifts. Lord Jesus, help us to discern and know what gifts you have given, what gifts you are giving to us. Help us to speak out boldly and use these gifts boldly in certain situations. Lord Jesus, I just pray for us as a church at the moment. As we go through uh, this odd time of uncertainty with an interregnum, But more than that, as our society goes through all the stresses and strains that it goes through, Lord Jesus, help us to be a people drawing closer to you and closer to one another as we share and use these gifts. In Jesus' name, amen.